Hey guys, Coach Jay. Before I actually start with this week's show, I wanted to mention our subject, rest. We also mention getting help when needed. I have a bunch of quotes on my phone and I share them with my friends often. One that I see that circulates Instagram on Facebook is, if you don't make time for your health, you'll be forced to make time for your illness. This one hits me every time I see it. As I've mentioned, I've yo-yoed back and forth with my health and fitness over the years. And for the past four years or so, I've been nice and steady and on the right track with it. And the physical health has had a great carryover to my mental and emotional health. And this includes traits such as confidence and self-esteem. And I've also mentioned how I've been coaching in one form or another for over 20 years and absolutely love it. And that's a big reason why this podcast has come about. And a little family history, some of which I've mentioned on the shows, uh, and this always shocks the doctors when they ask for it. My father's had four heart attacks. My mother's had one, an uncle on my father's side, a cousin on my mother's side, both grandfathers, two uncles that were diagnosed with cancer, a cousin. Uh, one of my uncles unfortunately passed away in February, and the other one who gave me my love for music has been given about two years. My father now admits that the start of his heart issues were from a lack of rest. Uh, he worked his tail off to achieve his goals, earned everything he has now, but at what price? Some of the other family members' diagnosis were from disregarding taking care of their health in all forms, whether it be exercise, how they ate, um, mental health, physical health, uh, not asking for help, or seeing a doctor early enough. In some cases, circumstances didn't make the help readily available. As we start the show, I ask that you take your health, physical, mental, and emotional, as a priority. Please keep in mind that rest is just as important as the action. Please ask for and accept help when needed. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy this episode of the Power Shift Mindset Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, Coach Jay here, and today, Shruti and I talk about the importance of rest. Whether that be physical, mental, or emotional, the rest is just as important as the activity you are doing. Hey everybody, it's Aaron with Primetime Entertainment. 2020 is almost over, thank God. And we're ready to celebrate in 2021. So if you're looking for a DJ for your wedding, for your corporate event, your holiday party, anything really, if you just want to celebrate and have a good time, visit us on the web at prime-time.com, spelled P-R-Y-M-E hyphen T-Y-M-E.com. Also hit us up on Insta at Wedding DJs in Connecticut or give us a ring the old-fashioned way, 203-437-7047. Thanks for listening to the Power Shift Mindset Podcast. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay. I'm here again with Shruti Sadana, and today we're talking about the importance of rest. Hey everyone, how you guys doing? This is a very important topic because I feel like we're constantly pushing ourselves and sometimes we just need a break and it's okay <laughs> to take a break. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you need to rest on, I mean, physically, emotionally, mentally. Uh, rest is important. Uh, I have a quote that I put out there uh, a while back that, like in music, the rest is just as important as a note. And let's go back oh, to I love that. Let, let's go That's back to great. back to elementary school, and we've all sang the song Bingo about the dog. And you get to that chorus and, <laughs> and everyone goes B-I-N-G-O and starts singing that. The next time we come around, we all clapped on the B. So it was just clap, I, N, G, O. The clapping was because if you didn't clap and fill that space, but technically that's supposed to be a rest. So your first right. time it's B, I, N, G, O. Second time it's I, N, G, O. So if you play a note <laughs> at that rest, you're going to screw up the song. That rest was just as important as the notes. And being a musician, I understand how important that rest is when it, there's not supposed to be a note. And if you're working out, and you feel tired physically, you need to take a rest. You need to recover. And rest in any aspect is just as important as doing whatever it is you're doing. Oh, yeah. And I feel like 
you know, even you talk about that, you know, the song B-I-N-G-O. I remember nap time, like in, not maybe not elementary school, but preschool and before that. Why do we do that? Why do they do that for kids? Even, even when they're four or five, you bring them home, they're off from school, you put them down for an hour so they can sleep. That rest actually gives you a boost of energy. Even, even if you take like a 15 minute power nap, honestly, it makes a difference. Right. Definitely. And it's, you can't keep going. You're, you're going to get burnt out at some point if you don't rest. Um, I talked to you about a week ago in terms of this topic and I was toying on the aspect of calling it and stop being lazy. You hear so many people that will say, Oh, I was lazy today. I didn't do the laundry or I was lazy. I skipped my workout. There's a mindset with that also that again, we go back to that, that phrase that I, I gave you that coach B used to say is be true to yourself. So going, going back to the rest and possibly calling this stop being lazy, too many people call themselves lazy because they skipped the workout or they just sat outside in their backyard on that 70 degree day in the spring, instead of doing the yard work or laundry. And like coach B would say, be true to yourself. If you're someone that is always going, always good with your workouts, good with your housework, good with everything you do, and you take a day off, that's not being lazy. That's the mindset of recognizing that rest was important today. That Neither, rest, right. that that rest or that skipped workout or that lazy day where you didn't work out, that rest is just as important as that workout would have been. And if you have the right mindset, you recognize that and understand that rest is important and, and don't beat yourself up because you took that rest day. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that you need to celebrate what you've been doing. Well, you, even if you're doing housework, even your regular day routine is celebrate that and appreciate what you're doing. Don't always be so hard on yourself because I think we are hard on ourselves. Like you said, we feel guilty about taking a day off. It's like, Oh, I'm being lazy today. Whereas why not? You work hard every other day. So what's the big deal about taking a day for yourself and just watching Netflix or doing whatever it is that you want to do? What's wrong with that? Right now, I, I agree. Um, and we've talked about the importance of not in a selfish way, but you have to come first. So you have to take care of your health and that rest to give yourself the energy. Like I said, a lot of parents will say their kids come first or a lot of especially the entrepreneurs that, oh, you got to work, got to work, got to work. Your job comes first. Well, if your health and your body doesn't come first, you won't have the strength to do your job. You won't have the strength right, to care well-being. for your family. Right. And that's- a- Well-being is so important. It's important to be healthy in all aspects, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally, because one affects the other. So if you're not feeling good mentally- then you're probably not going to do that workout. Or if you're not feeling good emotionally, then you're going to be imbalanced. So it's important to have that balance in all aspects. Yeah, I, I've touched on that, how, and with me getting back into shape, that the physical health has definitely had to carry over to mental and emotional health. And for some reason, there's that stigmatism. If you tell someone, hey, I'm going to the doctor for a checkup, no big deal. You're going to the eye doctor. No big deal. The dentist, no big deal. I'm going to see my therapist. Oh, why? What's wrong? And that mental health, that psychological health or that emotional health, that's extremely important. And to take that mental health day or that emotional health day just to rest is just as important as taking those physical health days. Even though you might physically feel fine coming back home from the office to do your workout, if you feel drained mentally, take the day off. And recharge. I mean, we always plug these things in to recharge them every night, but we don't plug ourselves in to recharge. Right. I mean, like we sleep at night, but then we wake up the next day and it's, you know, the routine of, okay, I got to get up. I got to brush my teeth. Okay. I got to make the kids breakfast. Okay. I got to go to work. I mean, that has shifted now that we're working from home. I mean, a lot of people are, except, you know, of course, our essential workers, which I give a huge shout out to. Thank you. But for the most part, a lot of people who are working in offices are working from home now. And I have noticed a shift just speaking with people over the phone. There's something shifted in their behavior where they sound more relaxed. 
they sound kinder. So I think with everything that's happened with COVID, I actually feel like it's brought people to actually relax more in a weird twisted way. I know that sounds kind of like, what, what do you mean? But because people are staying home, they've been pushed out of their comfort zones and are not robots anymore where they're like running from one place to the next. And I, I think I've, I really have noticed a shift in people during this time. Yeah. I think, I've, I think I've day? seen it in, I think I've seen it in both directions. Uh, I mean, we talked about perspective and I'm seeing how this could be a crappy year with, I mean, no real vacations and no events and this and that, or it's a good year because there were no, events going on, you had more time with your immediate family and whatnot. So I've, I've seen both where, and I know people that work in the office and they'll switch where instead of having two people in the office, one person will work in the office today. And then the next day they switch where they go back and forth. And, and I know some that have said, all right, I'd rather be back in the office at the shop because I need to see people. I need interaction with humans and not looking at the wall. So I have seen both where some yeah. people, some people are more relaxed. Good. I don't need to dress up in my suit. I can work in my pajamas and be nice and comfortable at home. And then other people are like, no, I'd rather be with the people. So I, I've seen, I've seen both aspects of that. Um, and just talking with a friend of mine the other day, how COVID has hit and the situation where my brother had to pick up some stuff at the house the other day. And he said, Oh, well, we're not coming in the house. I mean, you know, COVID and this and that. And I mean, he pretty much stood on the back porch and I handed him the stuff that he needed and off he went. And it's like, so and your own family can't come in the house. So I can see where it's, it's hitting everyone in different ways. Oh yeah. I mean, there's yeah. obviously the, not so quote unquote good traits about it, but I do feel like this has pushed people out of their comfort zones in a huge way. And then, you know, where you are reevaluating what's really important to you in life and your relationships and not just being a machine all the time because it's not what life is about, you know? So resting and just, getting centered and in tune with yourself is maybe like a success too in its own. I mean, rest, for example, I noticed from, for myself, at least I was like, Oh my gosh, like my skin is so much clearer. Like, I feel like I've been drinking more water. I'm not wearing as much makeup. Not that I did before I didn't wear that much makeup, but I I'm like, I'm sleeping better. I, feel like my skin and people are like, oh, you look younger. So I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I've been resting and it has definitely made a difference in my mental, emotional, and physical state. So what would, what would you, you say for yourself? What, what, what would you say the difference is in a normal year, so not this year, on how you made sure you got the rest and how are you making sure that you get rest this year with everything being twisted and a little different and on, on all accounts whether it be physically mentally or emotional have you seen a difference of what you're doing whether it's because time allows you to do it different or whether the situation forces you to do it different you know for me I definitely was pushed out of my comfort zone this year a lot and more became more action-based which sounds ironic especially for like what's happening this year but the last few years I feel like I was in this mental state where I was like, okay, I'm doing these freelance jobs. Okay. I'm going to these auditions. And it just kind of felt like a repetitive cycle. And with the freelance jobs I was doing, I wasn't really happy. I was just doing it to do it. And then this year I really, really studied like my own mindset and worked on myself at its like deepest core. And, you know, the anxiety that I had at the beginning of the year to now, and the last couple of years, I feel like a whole new person in a way. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, who was I last year? And like, who am I this year now? It's like two completely different people. I'm still me, of course, but the way I think, the way I do things, the way that I, this year really pushed me where I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to take more action because none of us expected COVID to happen. Like who expected anything like this to ever happen where we're like scared to leave our homes, you know, and we can't, we don't have the freedom to like travel without the trauma of what's happened. 
And I don't feel like this is going to, I don't know if the trauma is going to go away for a while for a lot of people, even when we don't have to wear masks at a certain point, because mentally you're like, oh my gosh, like this is around everywhere. Think about it. Right. How long do you think it's going to take before people are going to, even when after the vaccine, even after this goes away or whatever happens where at one point where we don't have to wear masks, how do you think people are going to react? Like in terms of like, do you think people are going to be traumatized? Do you think people are going to get over it? it, It's going to be years before we see the impact of it. And like you said, no one thought COVID or this pandemic would happen, let alone here we are nine months later. And like I said, my brother stopped by the other day and his wife and, and kids were in the car. And so me and my kids walked outside just to say hi to him. And we can see through the tinted windows, they're all putting their mask on before they even roll down the windows. And my niece, who's, I lost track, six or seven. And uh, she looks out at us and it's me and my, me and my two sons looking at her and we have our mask on. So she might not have recognized us with the mask. And she like starts to cry. You see the little trend. And like my sister-in-law said, she hasn't left the house in nine months other than two or three other friends that come over and help the family farm. She hasn't seen any other people for nine months. So it it was kind of like a frightening thing. And so that type of stuff, especially with the younger, I I think say the younger generation, high school and below, and, and even, I mean, even college students. I mean, I mean, my son's a sophomore. He, his freshman year ended a normal way of, of going to school in March and his sophomore year has not been normal at all. So hopefully when, right. when September comes, like you mentioned vaccines, we can get back into it and he'll have at least his junior and senior year in a quote unquote normal setting where classrooms will be with people and athletics will actually happen and, and stuff like that. I mean, I I've seen that where they're doing the online schooling and sometimes as much as it's not as much physical hustle and bustle of changing shop or changing classes and moving around, going back to rest. Um, I mean, like right now I'm, I'm wearing, these are blue light blocking glasses that I've gotten. They're, they're not prescription and it's just to rest the eyes. So much screen time. I actually bought my kids the blue light blocking glasses. So they, they wear them when they're, cause they're staring at a screen now for six, seven hours a day. I mean, just to rest the eyes, to not strain it. Well, that is and, very smart and wise and, to do. And, and everywhere we need the rest. Um, like I said, I, I you just seem pretty grounded too. Like how have you maintained you know, being physically, emotionally, and mentally in a good place. What have you been doing to practice staying in that space? I think it helps me that, I mean, I've given you my, my story that about four years ago, I started this, this next attempt of getting healthy and things changed with this attempt compared to they, how they were 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So I think putting that three to four year base into getting healthy physically, mentally, and emotionally has definitely helped me with this. If I wasn't strong enough going into this, I, I could see where I would have cracked. I'm too much of a- But is there person. something you do every day to maintain it? Um, I, I, I try to stay in contact with people that I know. In my, we going back to our circle, I, I still communicate right. with those people. I mean, like I asked you, how do you rest differently now than before? I mean, one of my biggest ways to recharge, um, obviously living in the Northeast in New England, we can't do it all year round, but I love hiking and backpacking. And I, yeah. the, the, ni- the nice thing about Connecticut, Connecticut has everything and nothing to do all at the same time. Like we had an umpire at a baseball game when I was coaching high school that said he just moved back from Florida. And the other coach said, Florida, why would you move back here? He goes, Florida's flat. It's boring. He goes, I can be on the, the beach at the ocean in the morning and then be in the mountains in the afternoon. And we have a portion of the Appalachian Trail that comes through Connecticut, comes through New York. And I love to go out there. There's weekends where I just tell my wife, listen, going to sleep in the woods. I'll be back tomorrow. Or I'll be back in two days. <laughs> and I literally gra- grab my- all the bears? Yeah. No, okay. I, I actually, no, I saw one in, uh, in Mass this summer. 
Um, because again, COVID hit kids were away. I said, listen, drop me off in Massachusetts in great Barrington. I want, I got to get to the Vermont border. I still have to finish mass and literally grab my backpack, my tent, my sleeping bag, my other supplies, drop me off and let me go sleep in the woods. And there's a spot right in Connecticut. That's two miles from where I parked my car, but it goes down into a Valley where I don't hear any man-made sounds. It's so deep next to the 10 mile river that I don't hear road noise. I don't hear anything. And to be able to get out there and if you turn off the phone or just be conscious enough not to look at it, it's just nature. And there's nothing more refreshing than just to hear the wind going through the trees, to look up at the stars if you have a clear night and just get out in nature. And if it's that nice clear night where I don't even need to put the fly in my tent. And last time I went, I didn't even bring a tent, slept in a hammock. And so that is the most recharging, refreshing thing that I like to do. Now with COVID. Oh, I think that's really smart and wise though, but you can still go outside. You can still go oh, outside yeah. like for a walk, you know, you can be in nature outside with your mask on. Yeah. I mean, they, they had actually, um, with when COVID hit, they actually shut down the Appalachian trail. Uh, they didn't want people through hiking it and a through hiker for those that don't know starts in Georgia and hikes the full 2,100 miles. Yeah. You were telling me about that. People uh, actually Maine. go, that long it's, of about, a hike it's, about, it's about, about six right? months on average it's about six months and including hiking into towns uh to resupply they do about 2500 miles in six months so and and it's more common to go northbound georgia to maine than the, than the flip of uh is maine it just Florida. one straight trail so like if you get lost for example because you're not really using your phone you can't really charge your phone when you're going on that intense of a hike well, if you're going on like a six month hike well, you not, can probably walk into town, but how well, not, now with technology there, I actually have solar panels and there's people that can, I mean, it's tough on the Appalachian trail because it is covered with trees where if you go the, the Pacific crest trail out on the West coast, that's more open. So a solar panel will allow you to get the sun more, but yeah, you can recharge phones. I mean, you get to your site early enough. You just put it with the solar panel on a rock. Um, and there are, oh, wow. there I, are, there are interactive maps. That. There are interactive maps and apps specifically for the Appalachian trail. So, you know, your locations and they'll give updates if there's down trees or a part of the trail that's impassable, but yeah, the trail is marked continuously from Georgia to Maine. And I mean, I've done all of Connecticut, a portion of, of mass. And like I said, to go out there and refresh, but they had closed the trail because some campsites actually have shelters. So they didn't want five or six people planning on sleeping in a shelter together with COVID going on. Um, oh, but, of I, course. But, I, but I've still, I mean, people still went out individually. There probably were some people that still did through hike it. Um, but as far as now and not getting out there as much as I would have liked, uh, I know I've been playing a lot more music. Um, I mean, I, I'm definitely enjoying this. Um, doing the podcast with you. I, I look forward to it every week. And that's been, been big on, on my mental and emotional health. And like I said, playing music. I mean, I have fun and all the music that we've had on the podcast is, is me playing. And I mean, I told my son, I need to record something with, with his horn part as, as the main melody for, for one of the themes, whether it be an intro or I mean, just something to put out there. Um, so playing, playing music either by myself or with my kids has definitely been my way to recharge. Um, and just that rest. I mean, that's, that's restful for me to play, to play music. Um, so any, any chance I get, I, I know when I need rest and my wife and I just finished a 12 week workout program that was basically an every other day, heavy lifting day. So let's say it went Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, uh, with Tuesday and Thursday being, light days and then Saturday and Sunday. So once a week we had the double rest day. Well, if Wednesday came along and we just weren't feeling it, we shifted that Wednesday to Thursday. So now this week, Tuesday and Wednesday became our double day. So we knew that here's our schedule. We got to be strict, but you know what? I'm still a little sore or I'm a little tired. Schedule's a little backed up. Let's move it. You understand that it's okay to take that rest and to, to shift the day, not skip it. I mean, they talk about- right. They talk about quote unquote cheat meals if you're following a diet. It's not, 
don't look at as cheating. I mean, think of it as a treat meal where you treat yourself. For, I like that so uh, much better. A treat for the hard meal. for the hard work you've put into it. And obviously, again, that mindset and that be true to yourself. You can't have a treat meal every day, and a treat meal might be a serving of ice cream, not the giant and bucket not the whole not the whole thing yeah exactly don't go don't go get the ben and jerry's chunky monkey is my favorite and eat the whole thing that's a little more than treating yourself that's going overboard yes Um, but i know that i've talked to you about this before and that's you know the level of self-awareness that we should have or we should work on having for example you know what do i need today what does my body need today how am i feeling today I feel tired today. Okay, so what does that mean that I need? I think by asking ourselves questions instead of being like, oh, I feel, I feel like this. I just, and then just coming to that conclusion, or it's fine to make that conclusion, but I feel as if if you keep asking yourself questions, you can get more in touch with yourself and your needs and your wants and even more intuitive that way. You tighten your senses when you start to become self-aware. So I think if people started asking themselves questions more, I think that they would know they would need rest pretty quickly. Then, you know, maybe two weeks later being like, oh my gosh, like I feel so drained today. Whereas in the last two weeks, they could have been really checking in with themselves not just being like, oh, I feel like this, but asking themselves questions. Yeah, definitely being aware of yourself uh, and then even your surroundings helps. And going back to the generational difference, uh, I'm 45. So my generation is the generation that grew up without the internet and now lives with the internet. We remember both. I mean, I I grew up with the one phone in the house attached to a wall and you were only able to walk 10 feet away. Everyone heard it. Five people shared the same number Um, to the generation now where everyone has their own phone number and, and the technology. So you go back to, and my parents' generation where they learned things from the news or the newspaper and it wasn't instantaneous where I think the younger generation understands i mean a lot of people say that oh this generation's a lot lazier or this and that i mean back in the 50s and 60s the guy worked 80 hours a week and did this and did that i think the newer generation because research and information is so readily available i think they they understand the importance of rest a little more than they did and i used an example um and I went on family history and, uh, and my father having four heart attacks, my uncle having one, my mother, a cousin on my mother's side. And I was talking with my father last time I was up there and I was saying how my father had a career in the military and worked his way up, earned a, a high ranking. And he worked, worked, worked. I remember back when laptops were this big high tech thing where he'd come home from work, go sit in the cabana out by the pool and work on a Saturday or Sunday. And to me, and even to him now, after four heart attacks, he can recognize it and admit it. He worked himself into the heart attack. My uncle is an artist. My uncle's the one who gave me my love for music. He makes stretchers for artists. Uh, He has million dollar paintings on his frames that he's built where he's traveled the world. He's done, my father was the extreme workaholic where my uncle was the extreme of he worked, but enjoyed life. And like I said to my father, I'm trying to find that balance down the middle between my father and my uncle, because that's the balance. I need to enjoy life like my uncle did. And I need to work like my father did, but it's got to be that balance of get your work in, but get your rest and and enjoyment. And because that enjoyment that you get out of life does feed feed the soul and your mental health and your emotional health. And you have to make sure you do something for you and not just something that's geared on monetary gains. There's so much more than, than, than the dollar. Oh, absolutely. And I, I'm not, I feel like we've talked about this, you know, especially when I work with my clients and they tell me their goals about what they have, like their goals or, you know, like, Oh, I want to make more money or, I want to move into this new house or I want to be in a relationship by next year, whatever it is, 
what I ask them now is how do you want to feel? Like, what's the feeling behind having a lot of money? And a lot of the time people are like, uh, like there's like a blank look on their face because they, they have to figure out their why or like how they want to feel. Whereas money, for example, when I think of it, I'm like, okay, I just want to feel free. So making a good income makes me feel free, right? Okay, having that house makes me feel inspired. So I think if people got a little bit more in touch with more of the meaning of the feeling or what they want to feel with achieving their their goal instead of stressing about like, oh my gosh, I need to make money. I need to do this. I need to be in a relationship by next time. I need to get married. I need to have kids is more focused on how you want to feel, the positive emotions that you want to feel. What do you think? Yeah. And I, I've talked to a couple of people that have been, I'll, I'll call it high ranking in, in business, whether they owned a business or were, were managers or, or something along those ends. And they've said that you see it more now where bargaining chips when during interviews is more on time than it is on money, where you go in now negotiating PTO time, vacation time, sick time, more so than the dollar. Um, I mean, I wish right. I, I wish I yeah. knew now what I did in 20 years ago. And and I would have put much more value onto that and, and made sure I had a situation where I had that time, whether it be that family time, whether it be I mean, that time to take for mental health. Um, I mean, mental health's a big thing. So to call up and if you're if you're working for someone else and you just feel burnt out to call up and say, hey, I'm taking a mental health day, that's a real thing. You don't need to be up to take a sick day. You don't need to have a fever to take a sick day. If you feel burnt out, you need to rest. If you feel emotionally stressed, I mean, maybe let's say the holidays go through and for the first time in 25 years, you didn't spend Christmas with grandma and you didn't see your parents or, or if you're older and didn't see your kids and Monday rolls around and you're supposed to go back to work and you're emotionally drained because of that. Take that day, call boss, listen, boss, I'm taking an emotional health day because that is just as important as the physical health and just as valuable. And I think more people now realize that that rest time, vacation days, personal days have more value than, than the dollar where some people will will argue for, Oh, I want to make, $2,000 $2,000 more a year or $5,000 more a year. And they're arguing on the money side, more people are, are pushing on the time side. I mean, you can make money other ways. There's always the option to make money, but once you miss your, your kid's baseball game, or once you miss your parents anniversary or a special event going on, that event's done. So if you don't have that time that plays into your emotional health. Oh, right. Time and energy are the two most important commodities that we have. So working, I know that people have to make money. Of course, you want to put food on the table, you have bills to pay. But at the same time, I've noticed, especially this year, more and more people are starting their own businesses from home because that's also an extra income. That's also a way where they have freedom to do something that they really like. And it could potentially turn into something where they make even more money than what they're doing at their nine to five job and where they're their own boss and they don't have to call up and be like, hey, I want a mental health day. They can just take one because you're more using your time efficiently and your energy efficiently when you're running your own business, right? Because you're like, I really want to be doing this. Whereas you have to answer to someone else when you do a nine to five job, which is fine. Like if you want to do that, that if, I mean, if you have the option, well, you definitely can work at your nine to five job, start your own business on the side, even if it's just on the weekends or like building it. And then once that starts bringing in income, then you have the choice of if you want to stay at that nine to five job, or if you just want to commit all your time to your own business and where your time and energy is going and where you really want it to go. Like you said, if it feels like we've touched on these topics, I mean, the whole power shift mindset, everything's going to tie together. All these topics that we discussed now, the importance of rest. We talked about the circle and our support. We talked about and going after your dreams and your goals. So at some point, all our topics are going to have overlap here and there. And 
and like I said, having that, that time and being able to, to do what, what you need to do for your own health reasons or to be there for your family. Um, and most people know who Gary V is, especially if you are an entrepreneur. Uh, he, he's very outspoken on being successful and hitting your goals, but everyone's term of success is the same. Some people want to make an, a quarter million a year. And to them, that's success. Other people want to make 50,000 a year and be happy and be able to go and do their hike. So what makes you happy when you hit that mark, then you're successful. And so if you can live, uh, yeah. on, if you can live happily on, on 50 grand a year and, and have your time for yourself with your family, pay your bills and everything is nice and balanced, you're good. If your drive is for money and that's what you want, then, then that's your, your goal, but you have to make sure that your, your health and is, your well-being. is key is, is definitely key. Definitely is. But I think that, like I said, but the focusing on the feeling, like you said, okay, if that makes you happy, like, I think if people focus on that a little more on how they want to feel with goals or money, I feel like that could change your mental, emotional, and physical state, because your well-being affects every part of your life. So if you're stressed all the time, but you're making like, I don't know, millions of dollars a year or hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, but you're not happy, then are you really, is that really good for your well-being? You're just making money, you're, you're buying all the materialistic stuff, which yeah, if that makes you happy, sure, but there's something deeper going on too. And like you're talking about health and well-being, that's number one. So what can people do to practice that focusing on their well-being as well as, you know, making the money, doing, you know, whatever, buying that luxury car that they want? How can people? Well, obviously everyone needs to make X amount of dollars to keep up with their bills and, and their financial responsibilities, yes, mortgages, car payment, food, and stuff like that. Um, and obviously Monday morning quarterback, I mean, you, you live and you learn it, it's kind of easier said than done. And, and as you're older and wiser, you, you realize, okay, maybe I didn't need the $50,000 car. I could have gotten away with the $25,000 car. And there is that whole live within your means, um, but knowing, knowing what really gets you happy. I mean, I had someone ask me, and oh, if you can have, I mean, any car you want, what would it be? Well, and I'd love to have a, a 63 split window vet. I mean, so now we're talking high end luxury, very rare one year that they made it. Okay. But then the next vehicle is I had a 2000 Jeep Wrangler that I had for 15 years. I'd love another Jeep as much as they're on the more expensive side, but it's not like I'm saying I want a Lamborghini or I want this. So that everyday jeep wrangler to me is fun that'll make me happy i don't need to be driving in the lexus or the audi or the rolls royce or these fancy things where other people other people need to have that status symbol to be happy and you, you need to worry about what fulfills you more than what other people look at you and judge you by that i mean i i work with someone that made a comment one time on how they need to drive a good vehicle. Cause when people come into the parking lot, that's what makes them look better because there's nice vehicle. And one guy I work but with, those people, he, that person cares about what other people think. Right. Well, one, one employee came in that, and he only worked with us briefly, but he said he looked in the parking lot to see what all the other employees were driving and then based the company on what everyone was driving. Because if he didn't see a lot of nice vehicles in the car, he felt, well, that company's not paying his employees. Well, I don't want to work there. And he literally judged the company as a whole based on the cars in the parking lot. Wow. And if he didn't, that's, that's interesting. And the thing is, had he come there 20 years ago, plus when I was working there, he probably wouldn't have applied because back then we were all driving beaters. Um, <laughs> but it's, and you, you have to, you have to balance yourself based on what makes you feel good. And like I said, when it comes down to it, Rest is going to fuel you just as much as the movement, whether it's 
like I said, whether we're talking the physical exercise, you need to take the rest so you don't burn your body out, whether it's working hard at the office and getting stressed out by the numbers and the emails and this, and you need that mental break, take the mental break. I mean, mental health, anyone that doesn't recognize mental health, it's going back to that circle. That's not who you want to interact with. And if you, if you you call in, if you say, Hey, I'm taking a a mental health day and someone gives you a hard time with it. That's not the point person you want to want to be there with. It's not a team player. That's for sure. It's important. I mean, I think like you said before, I think people forget that aspect. Like, you know, when you go to the doctor, you get your blood work done, you get your physical done, you get this done. You want to make sure that you have no physical illness. And then when it comes to our mental state, which is our mind, I would say that beats out any other, like even the physical, because your mental and your physical is connected. So it actually starts mentally first. And I was talking to my mentor, John Cresci, about this. And he, I guess he's creating this thing like with science. I don't know all the details about changing your DNA because you literally can actually talk to the cells in your body. So if you want to recover, there, there has been different modalities of like healing that actually can heal your physical illnesses when you heal like your mental and emotional state. So they're all connected. And I think people forget that sometimes that they think that they're just ill physically, but it usually has to do with something in your your mind and your mental state. Because who's, who has said this? I've heard this before, that like stress ages you. Heard that saying before, right? Oh, def- yeah. definitely. So that, where does stress start? It starts in your mind. Where else does it start? Yeah, if you're if you're stressed out, it it's definitely gonna gonna wear you down. And like you asked about dealing with this year and COVID, and like I said, getting healthier. And again, it started with the physical, carry over to the mental and, and emotional. And I can say there's other situations in my life that if I didn't do what I started three or four years ago with getting healthy, there's other situations in my life that would have had major changes where I wouldn't be able to deal with some of the things that, that I'm involved in, where I might've stepped away from other commitments, just what do you mean? They, based, based on, on, on burnout and stuff like that. And where I'm, I'm strong enough, whether it be to get through it or whether to say, you know what? this is the best I can do. I'm doing my best and and keep moving on where other times you'd get stressed out by things that were not under your control, but you took pride in what you did. And you're like, I know I could do better, but I really can't do better because I'm not given the resources to do better where now I can just say, you know what, I'm doing the best I can. I can continue going where and four or five years ago, if COVID hit and everything else hit, I might've said, you know what, I, I don't have the resources to give the effort that I want, maybe it's time to walk away and and do something different. Well, if it's fulfilling to you, okay, so today, for example, I was, I'll be honest, I was not really in the best mood today. And I had like a lot to do. And my mental state was kind of like, I was cranky. And I usually before I do anything, or before I get on a call or anything like that, especially if I'm feeling that way, or just on a daily basis, I do anchoring. And what anchoring is, is basically taking your place, taking yourself back to a place, a desired state. Like, let's say I want to feel energized, right? So I would close my eyes and I would say to myself, like, I want to take myself back to a place where I was super energized and, you know, use all my senses. Like, see what I see and hear what I hear and feel what I feel when I was in that state of being energized, whenever that was, whether that was when I was 10, 15 or last week. And I would relive that feeling of being energized or whatever state I want to feel confident, um, peaceful. I would take myself back to that place where I have that desired feeling and live in it again. So that's a way I think sometimes if people are feeling tired and they have a lot to do or they don't have the opportunity to take the day off, they have to go in for that meeting. I think people can get in that desired state. So they're like, okay, well, I feel tired right now. 
okay, I want to feel energized or I want to feel confident walking into this room and just use their senses to take them back to that place so they can accomplish whatever it is that they have set for the day. Well, that kind of goes back on, and you asked Mike, I mean, what's a mantra he lives by? And he just said, believe. I mean, nice, simple, short, right to mm-hmm. the point. And I mean, I kind of love it kind of use it with my kids where you said you kind of woke up cranky and I think cranky's a choice you wake up and you right. say listen I'm gonna have a good day you have a good day if you think I'm gonna have a not so good of a day well that's the way it's gonna go and it's kind of like you're stepping up to the plate that strong pitcher's up there if you oh geez I'm gonna strike out you have no chance of hitting the ball if you go up there and say you know what that's it I'm, I'm digging in and I'm gonna get my hit you at least have the opportunity to to get that hit. And that's the same thing. You want to wake up cranky, then you're going to have a cranky day. Uh, If you're going to, like Mike, if, yeah, if you're going to believe in yourself, like Mike, you're going to do what you want to do for 20 years, like he did with the wrestling. Oh yeah. And after doing that exercise today, where I took myself back to those desired states, I usually do like four to five. And then I noticed my whole energy shift. I'm not joking. Like I started working on my presentation after that. I was like, I feel like whatever that, whoever that cranky person was, I was like, that was a totally different person. I feel so, so opposite of that. And like you said, it is the choice. And even earlier in the day when I was feeling cranky, when I went out to like run an errand in my car, I usually uh, say mantras for gratitude, where I just say like what I'm grateful for. I wake up in the morning and do that too. Because sometimes when I'm feeling negative, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, okay, I need to take myself back to a place of gratitude because if I was, then I wouldn't be feeling this way. So I, I make an effort, conscious effort to take myself out of that space when I'm feeling frustrated or like nothing's on my side. And I didn't used to do that before that, that it took time for me to get to this place. Whereas last year, like we talked about, like what's different from last year to this year, I would have been like, Oh, well, this is happening to me. Or like, Oh, this person said this to me. So I, therefore I'm in a like cranky state or like, I feel like I should be bitchy to them or being more like making just statements rather than, okay, how can I get to a place of positive or how can I get to a place of being grateful or whatever uh, the opposite of being negative (laughs) well that i mean that sounds somewhat like just learning i mean i go back to my high school days of being an athlete and you trained every single day on the soccer field every day on the baseball field every day so you're able to go into the gym and and push the serious weight and do whatnot and then as you get older you go to the gym and you're like ah, i put six plates on it back when i was 19 years old i can do it again and you hurt yourself so then you recognize that you know what take that step back and, and do that um, Check in. So, so to to start tying this all together what would be two or three quick I mean, tips or or ideas you have for people to rest i mean i would say definitely like Breathing. I know it sounds so cliche, but working on your breathing takes you to like more of a relaxed state. So if you're tired and just drink water and sleep, like the basic stuff that your body needs is going to change your mindset and what you're feeding into your mind, feeding into your mind. And that means who you're, you know, what you're watching, like Instagram, like you said, like your eyes are tired, all those things are really affecting your mindset and they all starts in your mindset. So if you need rest, you just have to work on your awareness. I would say that's the biggest key is my biggest tip is just work on your awareness. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of piggy, I'm going to piggyback, I'm going to piggyback that awareness thing and, and the be true to yourself. And when you take that rest day, Again, whether it be taking the day off from the workout or that nice sunny Saturday where you decide, you know, what, I'm not mowing the lawn. I'm not doing the dishes that don't call yourself lazy. It's a rest day. You didn't skip your workout. It's a rest day. So start with kind of like you said, being aware. I'm going to use piggyback on that with just having the mindset to know that rest is important and it doesn't mean you were lazy to skip the workout or not get chores done. 
Um, and one, awesome. one, one for me, like I, I mentioned the backpacking and not everyone is prepared to sleep in the woods because people are afraid of bears and wild animals and stuff like that. But to me, being in nature, taking a hike, if you, if you can go for a walk in the woods in bright daylight, so you can see all the bears. Um, yes, I'm I love, that. I love being in nature and, uh, to, to go out and take a hike. If you can find something local, I'll uh, give a plug to it, an app called All Trails. If you get the All Trails app, it'll show you hikes. And I'm I'm in the middle of a city and there are two great hikes within two miles of my house. One's a two mile loop, one's a three mile loop. And I hit those often just to get out and take a, a an hour long walk or an hour and a half walk. And in one case, there's one of them that, again, it's a half mile hike from my car. And I set my tent up up on a rock where I can look down to the highway and in the river and just get out there and refresh. So if you're up for getting out for an overnight, nothing better than being in nature, shut the phone off. If you have someone from your circle, that'll take that hike with you even better to have that, that great refreshing, recharging, restful conversation. And it's, it's one of the best. Things Absolutely. Well, you guys, thank you for tuning in and listening. I, Hope everyone has a wonderful New Year's and the rest of the holiday vacation because I'm assuming that everyone's off for the next like 10 days or till after New Year's. Yeah, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you again next week. Hey, Coach Jay here. I'd like to mention Simon Says Farms. That's S-Y-M-A-N Says Farms, one of our sponsors family-owned farm in Salem, Connecticut that produces a lot of all-natural products. On the farm, they produce goat milk lotions and soaps. They also have a variety of swanky sauce, a honey habanero barbecue sauce and marinade. With everything going on in the world due to the pandemic, let's support some of our local family-owned businesses. Simon Says Farms will ship their products throughout the country. Check out the link in the show description and see their full line of products. SimonSaysFarms.com. That's S-Y-M-A-N SaysFarms.com. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset, and also visit ThePowerShiftMindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.